The SaaS Universe podcast is brought to you by Efficient Capital Labs. Realize your future revenue today. Hi everyone to another episode of the SaaS Universe podcast. Today, Joseph Abraham, founder and CEO of Startup Atom, has a one-on-one with Prabhu Ramachandran, CEO and founder of Facilio. Facilio is an AI-driven property operations platform that helps real estate owners and operators aggregate hard-to-access building data, optimize performance, and control portfolio operations all from one place. Or as Prabhu simply puts it, bringing in SaaS and cloud mobility-driven tech solutions for the real estate sector. Listen on as Joseph explores how Prabhu, along with Facilio, is paving the way for SaaS in fairly uncharted territory. Enjoy. Hi, Prabhu. Thank you so much for you know, joining us on the SaaS Founders Podcast. And um, we're so glad that you were able to take the time today and join us. Uh, hi, Joseph. Thanks for inviting me for the podcast. Uh, glad to be part of it. Awesome. So very interested to hear the story of you know, Facilio. And in, in, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. And please feel free to you know, correct me. So in terms of, you know, this is an industry which, you know, is, is, is not being looked into for quite some time, right? And we'll come to that as to how it all started. But before that, if you can quickly give a, you know, a small brief introduction about you, uh, you know, about how you started. And um, I did hear your story about Zoho, but like how did the shift happen from Zoho to being an entrepreneur, right? So let's delve a little bit on that. Yeah. Uh, you're right, uh, Joseph. It is uh, Fesilio. You spelled it out uh, correctly. <laughs> Great. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. About me, my name is uh, Prabhu Ramachandran. I'm born and uh, brought up in Chennai. After mm-hmm. uh, finishing my college in 2000, I joined Zoho, my first job. And I spent around uh, 17 years at Zoho, uh, where I was, uh, for a very long period, of I was heading their telecom and IoT software division. Right. Uh, today, uh, Zoho is known for its uh, Zoho.com suite of products, but the company company itself started with their uh, uh, telecom products. And I joined that team and then I became a product manager and director and head of the division. Okay. And uh, the Facilio story originated, I would say, from there in terms of um, uh, I was building enterprise SaaS for global telecom uh, space. Mm-hmm. And at a high level, the problem we are solving is how do we help uh, telecom companies that are infra-heavy, operation-heavy with uh, modern technology to bring in remote monitoring, predictive maintenance, to A, help their help reduce them their operational expense, mm-hmm. and B, to improve their customer experience. How can they provide uh, consistent quality of telecom service to their customers? Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, with that uh, background, uh, when I decided to start Facilio, we looked at uh, real estate is one space which is uh, much more important than telecom, much more right. uh, global, much more larger than telecom market. But uh, in terms of technology and uh, sophistication in operational efficiencies, it's uh, like I would say it's 25, 30 years behind telecom. Okay. Uh, uh, so that is the opportunity that we spotted. How can we bring um, uh, SaaS, cloud, mobility-driven uh, tech solutions to bring in operational efficiency for 
real estate. So that was the founding uh, uh, idea of starting Facilio. Great. So is Facilio only for, um, you know, the corporate? So I'm just going to go one step yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, so is so I mean, who is this product for and what does this product do? So let's let's like explore that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we are into operations and maintenance of real estate. Uh, this is like uh, if you, in real estate are all properties. Eh? You're talking about right. office building, homes, apartments, hotels, resorts, hospitals and all of that. And the, the initial phase of the property is a construction phase. There is a lot of technology that comes during the construction phase. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then once a property get constructed, it is going to be used for decades, maybe like beyond 100 years. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that is the day-to-day operations of the uh, uh, properties. Okay? So we come post-construction where we are bringing in technology that helps uh, building owners, building operators to uh, run their day-to-day operations and maintenance of real estate. So mm-hmm. what operations and maintenance includes is you have to provide simple things right from electricity, water, air conditioning, uh, security, cleaning, all of that to the properties. Okay? Uh, so that is the operations and maintenance part. And then you, you, you then the next level is how do you uh, reduce operate like energy consumption? How do you reduce water consumption? How do you make sure that the properties are clean? Their quality, the, the pollution, air qualities are controlled. Okay? So that is that is what is uh, the operations and maintenance. So where we, within operations and maintenance, we are playing in the commercial real estate sector. Um, the other, other two sectors are broadly the residential, which is homes, villas, uh, multifamily apartments. We are not at there. And, and then you have large infra and in industrials uh, like industrials um, um, other other like large infras uh, dams and all that we are not at there we are into commercial real estate which includes properties like office buildings uh, large chain of uh, hotels hospitals airports data centers education institutions malls uh, these are our target customers okay? uh, who are our users of our solutions Mm-hmm. Um, ours is a multi-product uh, uh, solution. We cover right from your workforce management, energy management, uh, managing equipments, assets like elevator, air conditioning system, fire safety systems, water pumping systems. And mm-hmm. finally, the occupant experience management. If you're an occupant in an office building or an occupant in a hotel or an occupant in a, uh, in a hospitals, uh, mm-hmm. How do we have, provide better experience in terms of air quality, better thermal comfort and all of that? So we cover all these capabilities within operations and maintenance. So our users are right from um, executive level, who could be like head of properties, head of operations, uh, to sust- head of sustainability. And then you go one one level below to building managers uh, facilities managers, uh, technicians like uh, air conditioning te- technicians, elevator technicians, cleaning supervisors, okay? and then um, all the way up to third-party vendors, uh, vendors who come and do maintenance services for properties like pesticiding, cleaning, and any special equipment maintenance and all of that, to 
we also have occupants and users. If you could be a office occupant where we provide apps for raising service requests, tracking it, and right. And so it's a broad spectrum of users. Wow, I mean, yeah, that that's a, that's a lot. Like you know, so. Uh, you you take care right from setup to sustenance, right? So like yeah. you know, so so it's 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 pretty interesting to know that. So, um, so to build this software as a as a product roadmap, right? That would have taken you quite a bit of time because I can just imagine like the number of features that it has and and the modules that you have and the microservices that you have built, right? So from an engineering and product point of view, uh, how did you actually like uh, go and scope your your software, right? So was this more in terms of you're doing a lot of user interviews or was it intuitive because, uh, you know, you being ahead of the curve? How did that whole process go about? Yeah, yeah. Um, the first is we, we identified that um, this is a very important problem to solve uh, because A, real estate is global and because of urbanization, it is becoming more and more uh, important uh, because of expanding cities and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a global problem. And uh, the pain uh, was increasing as the market was expanding. Mm-hmm. So we, we that's where we identified the problem. Plus, we are able to relate to it mainly because of uh, our uh, ex- like experience with telecoms. So it is a very similar problem. We have solved it for uh, more than a decade working, built products and sold globally for a similar problem in other sector. So we are able to really um, relate us into the whole thing about how do you use data for remote monitoring, predictive maintenance, operational efficiency, workforce efficiencies. So those insights were there. So that was the sort of the equity we acquired because of our 17 years of experience uh, building out uh, enterprise SaaS for global market. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so so once uh, we uh, drilled down upon real estate, then we looked at, like, like as I explained, commercial real estate is a lot more ready for technological disruption compared mm-hmm. to other spaces. Okay? Um, because the problem here is more aggravated. The building owners have SLAs that they, they have to adhere to their uh, tenants, uh, either it is a hospital or a hotel or an office, uh, mm-hmm. compared to, uh, say, residential, where it's all like individuals, uh, the ownership is, even though it could be a multi-story property, the ownership is more individualized. Okay? So we picked commercial uh, real estate as a sector. And within that, we identified, um, because it's a, like it's a new category of solutions, customers are not used to those kind of technology. So we identified what are, within commercial real estate, what are the uh, specific verticals that are, having this pain more aggravated. Um, mm-hmm. That is where the whole office, uh, we started with office and then went to uh, hospitals, retail mm-hmm. and higher education. Because um, back in like, uh, like after 2010, when the mm-hmm. whole co-working uh, wave started, okay, that came and set the, uh, reset the expectation of office itself. Okay? Mm, so true. Uh, yeah. yeah, before that office was like one place for employees to come and work. Then office became an experience. It became a way to improve productivity, to attract better talent. So mm. uh, all the regular uh, corporates also started uh, giving more importance for office itself. Okay? So there was an appetite there on how do you bring tech 
uh, for better uh, experience for occupants okay uh, awesome. so so that's where we picked uh, broadly real estate within that commercial within that there were few sweet spot that was ready to take the disruption which is a emerging category of product got it so i'm tempted to ask this question so you you have such a big space so did you actually start with the poc and go to the market and then get some you know buy ins and then build the whole thing or was it more from from the point of view of building the whole thing and going because i want to test the thesis of yeah, like yeah. should we do an mvp first or should we do an mvp later yeah um see broadly what we uh, were clear from early days is we have to build for enterprise customer okay mm-hmm. Uh, larger mm-hmm. customer the larger the customer the more aggravated the problem was okay right uh, if i'm a small real estate owner having like two three office buildings uh, most problem they are able to still manage with whatsapp or they will have they themselves will be involved in the business all of that okay uh, to go and sell a new category solution for them is going to be very very difficult okay mm-hmm. whereas uh, if you are a large customer having like 20 30 million uh, square feet so when mm-hmm. we say Uh, a million square feet means we are talking about uh, typically two to three uh, these office building towers that we see in it it parks okay mm-hmm. each of these could be anywhere between 300 to 500 uh, 1000 square feet okay hmm. uh, so somebody owning uh, 10 million square feet means they are going to have anywhere between 20 to 30 large uh, 10 plus floored office buildings okay right uh, and and that is typically distributed across multiple cities Okay. Mm. and uh, they are going to manage that with uh, different like so many different teams uh, part of them are their own teams part of them are outsourced to companies like jll cbr um, right uh, we'll have different set of some buildings will have air conditioning system from volta some buildings will have air conditioning system sure. from daikin okay uh, elevator systems are different in different building and ages of these buildings are different so it becomes mm. very super complex so we are very clear we have to go to large uh, customers so only then you can build this category okay hmm. uh, that was one fundamental principle that decided like how do we build the product for whom do we build the product okay and uh, the next thing that uh, we were very clear is we didn't want to do a point solution first build a point solution sell it make some revenue right. and then market and then do so from day one we were very clear we have to build it as a proper platform and multiple as applications on top of it okay uh, because we are very confident on the uh, opportunity it's a very large market and the pain was growing up if we build the right product we are confident that we can go and build a large category leading company so these are the two things one is go for enterprise customers and then build a platform plus multiple applications and then go to customers instead of building one piece of it and then testing out with small customers and go okay so having said that um, we took us like uh, two and a half years to build the product make I can it imagine. ready yeah, yeah make it ready to be deployed and go to market so uh, which means like we we raise early in our uh, uh, days and then right. we use money to build the platform and then go to customers of course while we were doing it we we were working with some really large customers as uh, pilot customers mm. okay. uh, even our earliest customers some of them we cannot name but we uh, some of our early pilots with whom we started building the product is 
like uh, among like this customer is among top three airline companies in the world and wow. uh, we work with um, our, uh, some of our early pilots were with uh, a customer who had like uh, top three tallest building in the world yeah. right um, we did uh, a early pilot with a smart city in dubai uh, we want to really try the product with the right set of customers who are large enterprises with distributed properties got it so awesome. uh, to answer your question short um a we 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 wanted to build a broader suite of like a saas platform and application model we built it but we partnered with some of the early adopters early in the day to uh, test it out and then and then after two and a half years we went to uh, market for proper selling got it so brilliant vision you know uh, amazing idea how did you actually translate this idea you know and invite your co-founders and a team because i i definitely see that you understand the vision really well right so you're the architect but yeah. then disseminating this to everybody becomes very challenging so how yeah. did you actually go about doing that because this is a very large thing that I mean, this is not a very simple straightforward category with uh, you know already proven model that's why i'm intrigued by ask you know with this with this whole line of thought yeah so in the in the sense yes it's a very hard problem and um, i would say we were lucky on that Uh, in the sense that uh, because we like we are we are four co-founders mm-hmm. we all joined zoho together and uh, three of them were with zoho for 17 years until we started uh, facilio okay. wow and, and uh, one of the co-founder is my college mate uh, wow so college mate friends uh, and a uh, couple of us uh, were working in same team all along okay we had a strong uh, uh, bonding trust um, that comes that's one advantage when you work with a, a single company for a very long period of time right so we got the right co-founder and uh, uh, luckily among the co-founders we had like complementing skills among wow. us one of the co-founder yogi is a technologist he's our cto and hmm. uh, the other co-founder raj has been into more into customer facing roles all through his uh, career product pre-sales so he's our uh, chief product officer Okay. Hmm. other co-founder spent 5 uh, 6 years with zoho then he spent a lot of time uh, with uh, services companies like wipro arisent so he hmm. brings in a lot of uh, operations customer facing operations experience okay. wow and wow. on top of that um, uh, our large portion of our early team members again we had a very rich highly experienced uh, saas folks come and join us again hmm. most of them were my uh, ex colleagues from zoho my team members um, hmm. uh, friends so we are able to the initial team building happened very naturally uh, quick uh, so in that sense like we we are really lucky so how big is your team today prabhu yeah uh, we are like uh, 150 plus globally nice uh, yeah and what do you look for in a team member right now i know i understand the competencies and the skills but i'm talking more from a culture code point of view so uh when you hire somebody what do you look for yeah um so if you look at uh, what we are doing right uh, a it is a enterprise vertical saas for global markets okay mm-hmm. um uh, what kind of uh, team members come and gel well into the team is uh, people who are really looking to build a strong career okay uh, on saas uh, they could they could be from non saas but somebody who is excited about saas 
excited about uh, building the company along uh, because we are still in a stage where we are in the process of building company. Uh, there is a lot. We have very less playbook av- available to repeat in terms of <laughs> right. Uh, right. product building, sales, marketing. Everything is like we are. We have to build this playbook because vertical SaaS, enterprise SaaS, even globally, it is emerging. Okay? Hmm. And building out of India and selling globally, uh, there is really no very less playbook available. So right. people who are uh, were driven to build the company along as a team, okay? and people who can come, figure out, learn. So those are the uh, set of uh, uh, employee team members we have been able to attract and build the company. Got it. Got it. Awesome. So um, great vision team being built let's talk a little bit about your early customers right so i i mean you did mention that you had you know a few of them join as a pilot but we're mm-hmm. not going to the names and all of that but how did you actually convince is, is, was this because you were already you know coming from a background of managing such portfolios earlier mm-hmm. uh, that gave you the confidence and how did that happen how did you get your first 10 customers to so yeah. to speak yeah the initial uh set of customers uh, were like pilots, paid pilots. It started with usually paid pilots mm-hmm. and then they became customers. The initial set came from the founder-driven sales. Okay? Right. Uh, because it's a new category and we are a very small company. We are going after large customers who are used to buying software from established brands with an established process for procurement. And mm-hmm. uh, they were always looking for safety. They don't want their jobs to be in trouble choosing a new vendor okay yeah so with that uh, all uh, what worked is founder driven sales how do we hustle go and uh, find out uh, talk to customers and there is always a small portion a portion of customers even though they mm-hmm. are enterprises who are like early adopters they are looking for disruptive technology okay mm-hmm. so we have to weed through and find out who are those early adopters and uh, make them bet on us so the initial set of customers usually came through founder driven sales and it didn't come through any connects or uh, previous contacts because uh, most of us like i was coming from telecom we didn't have uh, that much of uh, uh, exposure into real estate itself so so the first set of customers came from like founders reaching out we started with middle east so we started we picked dubai as yeah, we picked Dubai as the anchor city for initial set of customers because A, uh, it's somewhere between the um, advanced world and the uh, so true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In, ter- in terms of appetite for new technologies and openness to try out new... And there's a lot of real estate there. There's yeah. only real estate there. <laughs> right. And uh, the city is built on real estate plus yeah. uh, between Dubai and Abu Dhabi, very concentrated customer base and from one end to other end, you can travel in 90 minutes and visa was easy from Chennai. We, while we have to build the product, we, are, we should also be closer to the right set of customers. So so, yeah, we mm. picked there and then uh, I started traveling a lot uh, to Dubai. We would go meet customers, keep on meeting them, make them believe. Um, so what happened is once we had the initial set of uh, customers and they were all like mostly larger brands, then it made it easy for the for us to go and put up sales teams, uh, do marketing, so do and all of that. Yeah. Great. Now, this is great. 
let's talk a little bit about your funding, right? So you said you initially picked funding. Um, you know, there were believers in what you're doing. And with that, you build a product. So can you just go back to how do you rally believers, right? So is this, is this based on friendship? Is this based on, uh, you know, the vision? What is the primary factor according to you? Yeah. So we raised uh, our seed fund, a uh, million plus dollars mm-hmm. from Axel Partners, Axel in India. Yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, on day zero, we raised fund and then started the company. And Axel happened, uh, um, the initial connect came through a warm connect uh, uh, the, and a fellow um, startup founder introduced Axel. Mm-hmm. And um, the initial funding happened pretty quickly where uh, our clarity on like what to do, which market and mm. how to build a product, how long it would take to go to market. That helped where um, mm. Axel uh, being part of uh, building like partnering with large companies, particularly in right. SaaS, they were able to see through that. They were they were very very they got convinced pretty quickly on the opportunity and the team, and then so so we raise our seed. Um, our next funding was we brought in we partnered with Tiger Global. Um, nice. That was after like fifteen months of starting the company. We were still building the product pre revenue. Then we raised our Series A. Um, CDC was uh, 6.5 million. Uh, Tiger led the round, and Axel was part. Of, Axel was part of, part of it. Um, and our Series B, we raised early this year in January mm-hmm. this year. Um, we, raised, we raised 35 million dollars from. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we, we the lead investor was uh, Dragonair, and we also uh, partnered with uh, Brookfield, uh, who could be among like top three of five uh, largest real estate company in the world. They became a customer first and then nice. they invested in us. Awesome. Awesome. That's really nice to know. Great. So um, coming to this whole, you know, uh, question as a founder, mm-hmm. what's your, you know, most important metric for you on an everyday basis? Yeah. Um, I would say the metric is, again, uh, it all depends on the, um, stage of the company. Okay. Mm-hmm. Earlier, our metrics were like, uh, we were basically how many customers, how many prospects we are talking to. Okay. All right. Uh, how many of them are really, really able to relate to the problem. So those mm-hmm. were the metrics we are measuring to when we are in the idea building, early building stage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now that uh, we are in the growth stage, um, currently my favorite metrics is because we are building a new category, um, uh, in enterprise and the SaaS itself is new there. Adoption, like how much of customers are, um, how soon uh, they are adopting the solution, they are using the solution and uh, it, it is becoming a habit, it is becoming a very critical part of this, uh, their day-to-day life, right? Okay. Because our solutions bring a lot of changes to the customer, all positive changes, like some of the uh, job they are doing manually are getting automated and their experience becomes better, their cost reduces. And uh, so so this this is like a habit-changing product at an enterprise scale. And our users also write from field service like technician, electricians, uh, um, uh, air conditioning technicians to uh, building level managers to uh, head of sustainability, head of property operations. All these users are using uh, day in and day out. So adoption. Mm-hmm. 
um, how fast were you time to value uh, mm. time to go like these are the metrics currently we are very particular about and then uh, uh, in terms of uh, org level feedback like how basically like what is the value customers are able to uh, see from the product got it so i got some quick rapid fire questions for you mm-hmm. uh, just to know prabhu a little bit you know for our audience okay so question number 1 is is there a favorite movie or book that you can talk about it not not necessarily be inspirational but something that caught your attention um i'm not that much of a book person i i read a yeah. lot of blogs and things like that yeah but movie uh, any movie that that you love movie like i watch movie almost every week wow <laughs> so i i like to go to theater and watch got it so some movie so I, there is no particular there's movie. no particular movie okay <laughs> great um the second question is is there is there a CEO are a founder that you're following and uh, you feel that they really have like they're worth following yes yes um one founder i'm uh, i follow plus uh, i'm able to relate to is uh, uh, jyoti bansal mm-hmm. uh, he co like he co-founded app dynamics a company named app dynamics mm-hmm. uh, and now he runs uh, a couple of other companies mm-hmm. in the developer space and also runs the unusual ventures okay? mm-hmm. a venture fund okay? uh, where it's a, a enterprise problem new category um, they really created the category very fast and grew very fast um, uh, we take a lot of inspiration from how they built the particularly on the sales customer facing sales marketing arcs okay? mm-hmm. and um, and then our uh, local example is our saas hero girish so, so we yeah absolutely <laughs> great um quick question next question is what's your favorite saas app um we use lot of uh, okay uh, now that uh, we are in a great growth phase uh, i'm specifically involved in the sales part of the company mm-hmm. so CRM is where I'm spending a lot of time. Right. So we are, we are currently we are using uh, Fresh Sales. The wow. Works. Nice. So that becomes your favorite. And how many hours of sleep do you catch every night, Prabhu? Um, pretty balanced, like uh, like six seven hours. Not six seven hours. Much. Okay. Yeah. So my last question to you is: How has pandemic changed your life? Um, net net pandemic. Uh, who had a positive thing on the company on facilium like our startup mm-hmm. okay. uh, because we are uh, building this new category right and uh, building the new category is always uh, very tough particularly in enterprise and uh, traditional verticals okay. after pandemic the whole uh, day to day operations of properties have become super critical okay hmm. air quality how do you bring back people to buildings uh, give them confidence how do you refill office properties bring back tenants have become super critical okay? mm-hmm. so our customers are all now looking at uh, technology that will help them to reduce their operational costs uh, manage buildings remotely uh, so all of those have become like very very important in that sense uh, pandemic has been net net we had a lot of tough 
uh, uh, journey, particularly in the first year of pandemic. But overall, mm-hmm. it has been uh, had a positive impact on the business now. Awesome, Prabhu. So I'm done with you know my uh, you know rapid fire. I have one last question that I ask every guest on the show, which is, what's something that you wish you knew when you were 20 years old? Um, I I think I should have started the whole startup much much earlier. <laughs> much much earlier. Okay, <laughs> got it. But now that you're doing it, uh, it's it's amazing to see what you're doing. So it's it's really super fun to to watch you, you know, from the sidelines. So it's really nice, Prabhu, catching up with you. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing, you know, the story of Fesselio. And uh, we wish, you know, a lot lot more um, success curves, and you know, wish you wish that your tribe grows, you know, from strength to strength. Yeah. Thank you uh, so much. Yeah, thanks uh, Joseph for giving this opportunity and thank you uh, you and your team. Wish you good luck. That's all for today folks. Thank you for tuning into the SaaS Universe podcast. And remember, if you're looking for non-dilutive capital to help grow your business, Efficient Capital Labs is here to help. With their unique approach, you can receive up to 75% of your projected revenue as upfront capital and all within just 3 days. So don't wait. Head to www.ecaplabs.com to learn more and get started today. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time on the show.